Welcome to Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where ABC brought us new drama. And we're about to bring you some brand new analysis. Hey guys, I'm Renmardia. My name is Brennan Heron, and we welcome to another exciting episode of Podcasting for the Right Reasons, where we uh, recap uh, quite an episode. Yes, it was quite an episode. Of, I don't want to say uh, it's a good episode, because I don't think it was, but it was an it episode. Wasn't. Yes, that's what that's. I stand by what you just said. It was an episode. It happened. It was two hours of The Bachelor brought to you by ABC. Like, just we're just like reporting to you right now. We are reporting to you fair news, unbiased. We are fair and balanced. Tell you the facts that last night the episode happened. Matt is the Bachelor. Victoria is still spewing her Victorianness. I think, and uh, yeah, I think I'm seeing a change in the other ladies when it comes to Victoria. You think they like her now? I don't think they like her. I think they don't hate her. Yeah, I think that somehow, I do agree with you. I think that they are somehow becoming a little bit more. I think they're becoming like her. Yeah. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I think that Victoria has, has, uh, she has, like, I don't want to say in, infected, but she's definitely rubbed off on some of the girls. And I think that instead of them being so put off by her now, they're just like, oh, yeah, I agree with you. Because, and we'll definitely talk about this because it was the focus of last night's episode completely. The way that this Sarah drama went down was very, very Victoria-esque, I think, in my book. Well, I think it was... Now, I, I'm i not going to defend Sarah's actions. No. But I'm going to defend her reasoning. Yes. Now, this is going. this may be controversial. I don't know. I think she does. She did everything she did this episode, and the thought of my dad is dying, mm-hmm. and I need to know now if this is a thing or if it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. So she was trying to rush the process, in the sense of she knows how precious her time there is, mm-hmm. and she had to make a decision that she. She did not have any time to waste. Yeah. I could see that. And I, I agree. That's a good point because I didn't really think about that until halfway through the episode. That, yeah, maybe that this was an acceleration of things because she's like, I need to make sure that I'm serious or he's serious. I need to make sure that it's I'm here for a reason and it's not a waste. Because normally someone would just let the process go and they wouldn't barge into a group date to take the guy aside and be like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving actually because I'm so insecure. And I, like when that happened, I was like, what is, what is this? But I think that's a good point and that brings up a, a good perspective and then as to what Ser- could have been going through her mind. As Serena led us into on their date when they were chatting the dinner portion, they'd been here three weeks. Yeah, when she said that, I was like, oh. So and this, inc- is, this that, is the third episode. This probably includes quarantine time. Oh, so do you think? I think they've probably, think- they probably been doing this process for two weeks. Okay. But then okay. quarantining for a week before that. 
And then, so Sarah, whose lifeblood for the past who knows how long has been her dad, mm-hmm. to have been gone for three weeks already, is probably, she's probably racing her thoughts, like, I don't know how long he's going to make it. Yeah, that's a good point. And plus, like, that would just suck because you're not, you're cut off from the outside world. Mm-hmm. You can't, you, know, you can't you, text you your mom really and see how your dad's doing. Yeah, you really don't know unless, like, and I'm granted, they can get you news. Like, they're not going to just be like, oh, yeah, your dad died three months ago. You right, know? but like, then also, she's not getting daily check-ins like she. Right. Like, on a norm, if she had, if her and Matt were together normally and they had gone off on the weekend, she could text mm-hmm. her mom every day. And see how her yeah. dad is doing. But this is outside of like actual news or the health changes, she's not going to hear from her family. Yeah, this is totally different. So yeah. I couldn't imagine leaving. I couldn't imagine going somewhere cut off from communication, regular communication, if my mom or my dad was sick. You know, I don't care how old you are, like what point yeah. in adulthood you are. Like if somebody in your family is sick like that, like I don't know. I like, and she said she, it was a really hard decision for her to make too, to be, to even be on The Bachelor, mm-hmm. you know, and that, um, knowing what was going on. So I don't know. I, I think once, at first, I had no remorse for, uh, for Sarah and what was happening. Um, okay. Well, let's just start from the beginning, okay, shall we? So let's, and let's, let's, before we even do that. Do we we have our biggest news and notes? And honestly, this is breaking. This it legitimately is this, this breaking. Is legitimately breaking news. So we just want to do that and get that out of the way before we jump in. Yes, because either way, the episode and this news matters. Matters to the entire Bachelor Nation. So okay, yeah, so I we think have we, news I and notes. I would like to read for you a this is from Dale Moss's Instagram. Mm-hmm. He said, I wanted to share with you all that Claire and I have decided to go our separate ways. We appreciate the love and support we've received from so many people, but this is the healthiest decision for all of us, for both of us at this time. We strongly believe in leading with love and always remaining true to oneself, something our families have taught and instilled in us through our lives. We only hope the best things for one another, and then he signed it. And I, our Twitter at Right Reasons Pond, shared mm-hmm. the E News exclusive, saying that they had been quote fighting a lot since getting engaged last summer and are quote taking time apart. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's funny that you say that our Twitter shared it because our Instagram also shared it. As yes, well. you can find them our you can find the information on our Instagram and our, on our Twitter. So you could have beat this podcast to the news, but. You know, some I of y'all did. Some of y'all did. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you know, Arnie, I love a good gif. Yes. Same, and do you watch? Do you watch Brooklyn Nine Nine? I do. I shared the uh, the gif of Captain Holt yelling "Vindication" <laughs> because we I... have trashed this lady and this couple on this podcast since they got together, saying it's ridiculous. They're crazy. She's crazy. And I think what happened is the Bachelor Nation voodoo that Chris puts you under with mm-hmm. wine and cheese and fancy dates mm-hmm. when you go on the show wore off. And she's like, I want to get married this week and have kids tomorrow. 
And he's like, and he was like, I'm not ready for that. And then she cried something about you thought I thought you would be here for me. And he said, you're crazy. And then <laughs> here we are. I really and like, okay, so guys, Brennan and I were talking about this, what, over the weekend, I think? Yeah, it was you over the weekend me, when, like, when there was a suggested, there, mm-hmm. the Bachelor Nation uh, rumor mill was out that they were yeah. breaking up, that they had not been on each other's Instagram posts and comments had not been exchanged or anything. Yeah, there were some definite rumblings. Yes. Um. So I think... So we we knew that it was out there. We knew that she went to go visit her mom and she mentioned that she had a bad day and her mom, even though she's sick, you know, she could look at her and tell that she was having a bad day, recognize it and reach out and grab her hand. Claire didn't tell us why she was having a bad day, but speculation was running amok. Okay. People were like, whoa, hang on. Because apparently she deleted his cousin or something or unfollowed his cousin. I don't know what it was. Somebody unfollowed somebody, you know, they deleted like some other pictures together, but then if you go to her her Instagram, you still see him New Year's Day. You still see him on a couple other things. The last thing I gotta say that I watched of Dale and Claire was him lifting her up and bumping her head on the ceiling. I think that was probably the day that they were like, "Yeah, this is over." <laughs> but um, and I watched it several times. It's pretty funny. Like he lifted her up too high. Her ceilings were like really low. I I don't know. I don't know how that happened. He must have lifted her, but her head went conk. Whatever. Um. But yeah, I gotta say, when I read this, I legit was just like, well, there you have it. Like, I did not tear up. I did not, I don't think I gasped, or I, I might have gasped and immediately tagged you on Instagram. <laughs> um, you did, yes, and I appreciate I, that dearly. I, I, like, I, yeah, I was not surprised. So no. I was not surprised Look. at all because we felt this in our bones. And the podcast, the bones of this podcast, too. We knew. The the tweet of vindication is so far, is so accurate because the process normally is too rushed to produce a successful relationship. Yeah. But they were so much shorter than the normal time period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, this was accelerated. And I got to say, like, we got one comment from one of our stories um, the statement that you just read of Dale, uh, A. Koslowski, um, just sent a message to us and she said that, I mean, surprised? No. But also, yes, so soon. And so it does feel so soon yeah. because, like you just said, like you just said, though, like we just wrapped up her season, basically. Mm-hmm. This would be like if she had been the bachelor for the entire season and then they break up two weeks later, you know, yeah. um, because that, that was Tasha's season was still Claire's season, mm-hmm. you know? So the time frame is still crazy. It's a quick turnaround. That was that man. Um, but they had been, they had already had time together before we even knew that she ended up with him. But man, man, oh man, oh man. We saw the red flags. We oh. saw the way that, like, when Neil Lane freaked him out, you know, mm-hmm. um, we saw whenever the way that he was basically, like, held hostage to propose to her. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I'm sad on, I'm sad for the fact that I wanted to believe, because I do believe in my heart of hearts, 1,000% in soulmates. I do. 
I wanted to believe that maybe she did look at him and knew, you know, or maybe, maybe they did. had that instant. And maybe yeah. she did. But did they like soulmates? I, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, like, like really like this is it kind of thing. Was she wrong? Can you be wrong about your soulmate? This is, this is making me question things on a whole new level. <laughs> Well, let's not do that. Let's let, let's get back to the episode. But the, the news is still the news. They broke up. I don't care. I hope I never see either of them again. That's true. That's it's done. And I I don't think we'll see Claire again. I don't think so. Either. I I think this is it. I For think this once to have you, fallen flat. I think like, once you become a lead, mm-hmm. and you failed as a lead, it's over. You're done. And what's such a bummer, though, is that she didn't have to fail as a lead. She did not have to fail as a lead. But she, the way that she went out, disrespecting the time of the guys, making us not want to watch her at all, that's where her failure lies. Not the relationship. I don't don't fail her as a lead because of the failure of the relationship. I feel feel her as a lead as the way that she handled everything to get what she wanted. And now this just blew up. So this is a double whammy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't think that we will see her in this capacity for a long time. I don't think we'll see her in any capacity because I, I think that the actions that she chose on her way out mm-hmm. created a rift between her and production. Mm-hmm. And I do not think that they have any desire to have her around anymore. Oh, gosh, no. So, oh, and gosh, for no. that reason, we are done with her. We are, we have, we have wiped our hands of Claire Crawley. We will okay. more than likely, if things uh, continue to be in his favor, I believe we will probably see Dale in Paradise. I, he, I think so, too. Because he is an incredibly handsome man. He is. I don't know how I feel about that, though. I, feel I don't, like I, I don't know I, how I do either, but I think it'll. I think it'll happen. I, yeah, I I think so too because he's young, and not to say that Claire's old. People put such an emphasis on her age, but Dale is like, I'm young. I'm. I still want to settle down, but I want to probably experience a lot more before settling down. You know, because what is he? Twenty eight. I don't remember. Um, I think that. I think that Dale would have been happier if they had gone the whole experience, you know, instead of shutting it down so early. Because if they had gone the entire show's experience and then said, okay, we know we're, we're it. Because remember when those, that episode where he was like, I'm just excited to get to know her and see where this goes even more, where she, or she was like, she had decided shut it down he's it he's what i want i'm gonna see if he wants to marry me now you know right so he had full plans to stay the whole show Mm -hmm. she was like i'm done as the lead i found him that's it so i think that's also what was detrimental because if they had let the whole process go out and then she picked him at the end maybe they would have had better hope or she would have found someone she preferred exactly or or he might have taken himself out of the running or they would have dated a couple of months after, you know, and then been like, hey, it just wasn't for us, you know. But they either way would have had a lot more time together. Yes, I definitely this, agree. 
the way that they like, like starlight, star bright, burn bright, and then sizzled out real quickly. Like that was detrimental to the relationship. I think if they had stayed the whole season, but she didn't stay the whole season and she gave us Queen Tasha. So thanks, Claire. Sorry, not sorry. The only thing you did good for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt week three. Let's jump into it. Yes. So we ended okay. last week on a uh, cliffhanger mm-hmm. at the beginning of Sarah drama when I thought Sarah was a bona fide superstar mm. and was a lock in for fantasy suites. Talk about Starlight, Star Bright. Uh, right. Fizzled out real fast. Yes. So uh, we get Sarah stood up. She seems to be okay now. She takes steps outside to get some air. Uh, Matt goes with her. She gives him his. She he gets her his jacket. They talk for a little bit. Uh, the girls are starting to get a little mad because they're like, mm-hmm. "I don't know why you're so stressed out. You have a rose." Like, remember when I referenced Bridgerton in last week's episode, and I was like, "I know a Bridgerton fake when I see one." You did say that. I do. I still don't know <laughs> if that was a a Bridgerton faint or not, but. Victoria seems to think so, so I'm not really sure how you feel about Victoria being on your side. Mm, never mind. Uh, she says she's still full of crap. She's full of crap, but Marilyn still has to go home. Like, I can't send Sarah home this week because she has a rose, so I might as well get Mar- rid of Marilyn still. The way homegirl zooms in and it's like, you next. Like, I mean, it's it's creepy. I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it, but she's She's getting she's getting things out of the way though. I think my favorite line was Kayla, where she's where she said, "Look, I, am I worried for her? Yeah. Do I wish that she'd wait till after I got her rose? Sure. Do I feel bad about that a little?" And she's like, <laughs> "I would prefer to her to have fainted after I got a rose, mm-hmm. so that I yeah. could be over my emotions. Is that maybe right. a bad person? Maybe." I love that too. I I heard that um, as I was walking back into the room, and I literally let out like an audible laugh. <laughs> it was, it was a, I was like, I, I get that, girl. <laughs> I enjoyed that. But uh, we have the rest of the roses for Kayla, Mari, MJ, Anna, Kylie, and Victoria. Sending Ileana, Marilyn, and others whose names I don't care about home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, how did we feel about uh, Marilyn's departure? Uh, I was informed by my mother that apparently there was some footage that Marilyn shared, uh, not Marilyn shared, that was shared, that showed Marilyn putting Victoria's belongings in the hallway. What? Where? Where From their room. No, I mean, where did this footage... Like where was this I somehow it ended up on the internet. I didn't see it, but my mother is a reliable source. I do. I do trust Lori Hare. I do. Lori Hare was very reliable, but she said that she saw uh, footage that showed Marilyn putting Victoria's things in the hallway. So Victoria did not. I don't think Victoria chose to stay in the living room. Okay, so. so I am exclusively reporting this via my mother that things did not go well. Okay. 
I, with my 1% left on my freaking battery, because I choose not to use the 55 million outlets that are in my new home. Um, let's see, ladies and gentlemen, let me just make sure I, it's not that I don't trust Lori here because like I said, I do. She is a credible and reliable source. But if that, yeah. while you're pulling that up, I'll, I'll keep chatting. If that is the case, the Maryland's got to go. Uh, you just like shifted my opinion a little bit because. And I yeah. think that they were so, look, I appreciate the hard work of the Bachelor producers. Mm-hmm. But I don't appreciate at their selective editing. Yeah. Because Victoria can still be a bad person and you show us what Marilyn did. True, true. Like both things I... can be Marilyn can be uh, a bad person and also Victoria a bad person. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I actually don't see it. I'll look a little bit later, though. I'll look a little bit later. Okay, well, if let us know on Instagram or Twitter. Our, our DMs are open, so if you do find mm-hmm. this footage or you disagree, send us an old message and let us know what you think. Also, yeah, if you, I mean, like, if you were there, if you were a producer, like, yes. you have the actual footage, drop them into our DMs. <laughs> we would also appreciate that as well. <laughs> But uh Oh boy. Well, either way, RIP Marilyn's time. Um no one honestly, cares. either way, it doesn't really matter. She's gone. Sorry, girl. So I felt I bad though because I just hate I didn't feel bad necessarily about Marilyn herself leaving. I felt bad the fact that Victoria got her way in it. I did not like the fact that Victoria got her her way. I agree, but I also don't think Marilyn was staying. I guess. But oh, yeah. That voice, though. Yeah, no, she no, she's horrible. Yeah. I just don't think that I don't think Marilyn was long for this world in general. <laughs> You're like she wasn't meant to be with us. No, she, no. <laughs> she, she was. Yeah, she was not meant to be with us long. Uh, the next day, we cut back. Chris shows up. Let's the girls know there's going to be two group dates and one one on one. And he's talked to Matt. And they're going to be, he wants to be, he wants to learn to be comfortable being uncomfortable. This is such a lead up. Like, I was like, oh gosh, okay, come on. Such a setup. What's going on? Yes. So they have a date card for Brie, Rachel, Lauren, Kit, Serena C, Victoria, Kayla, Anna, Kylie, and Katie. Good Lord. It was the There's feeling so many that, like, women. This is week three, and there's so many it. women. And there's more next week. Did you see the preview? Uh, there is no reason to add to this many women. No. And there are some bona fide winners in this in this group. Mm-hmm. I, there are bona fide winners on this date. Uh-huh. So I don't know what we're doing here. I do not understand at all. I really fundamentally do not understand. It's overwhelming to me, and I'm already overwhelmed by this process. I feel like Sarah, and like a bit. I'm probably gonna pass out. Probably. Next if, you, if you pass out, uh, I'm just gonna keep going okay. because you live in the city, and I can't get to you in time. That's true. Ugh. Woe is me. What will I do? I'll call my. I'll call nine one one. I'll be like, she lives in the city. I don't know. 
be like, I listen, I don't know. But anyway, like, I'll keep an eye on her. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stay with her, but I'm also recording a podcast. So I'll just keep going. You just like, you know. Yeah, just do your thing, I guess. But uh, the, the ladies arrive in a, in a little theater room mm-hmm. where yeah. a, uh, a Bachelor Nation friend is reading from a book. Yes, Ashley, Ashley, I, I heard her voice and I immediately knew, I immediately knew who our friend was. Well, I knew, I knew who it was before because I had seen some, she was, her and Chris were stirring up, someone stirred up drama with her on Twitter and Chris Mm -hmm. told her, told this person to suck it. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I knew Ashley was already going to be on, but, Mm -hmm. uh. I did not expect these romantic books that Chris has been writing in his free time to be uh, containing erotica. Yeah, I did not realize that that was so spicy. That book has been out since, like, what, 2000-something. It's been out for a while. I love how they're, like, bringing it back. <laughs> like maybe, it's maybe, maybe book sales were down. Right. I'm like, come on. That was, like, the one book you released, like, forever ago. I remember seeing him on an episode of The View. <laughs> so uh Ashley lets us know that uh this is she is reading from Chris's book and they're going to be writing their own mm-hmm. erotic love scene with Matt. Yeah. And some of the girls took this poorly. Uh-huh. And some of the girls as you would expect were very excited. Um, I'd say everyone was excited. Everyone was excited. <laughs> Some of them were having more trouble than others. Good freaking night. This I really don't date. want to talk too much about this date because it made me super uncomfortable. And I'm just glad I was watching it with my son this morning, and I'm glad that my son is 13 <laughs> months. Otherwise, I would have had to watch it with it. headphones. <laughs> I would have had to watch it with headphones. I mean, I am like even listening to it, like the fact that they have to write it, but then also present it to him as if they were reading from a book report. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, this was definitely a book report. And like they were personal. They used their own names. They used his name. They had to look, they looked at him and said it like how. I, like, I was thinking, how would I feel if, like, guys were just, like, reading these things to me? And it's not just one guy. It's, like, a room full of guys like that are just, guys. like... Right. And, like, I'd be, like... like If it were, like, three, even, I'd be, like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> but the fact that he listened to one after the other mm-hmm. reading these different things. Um, and, yeah, some of them... Like, Breeze was, like, she said she tried to be as subtle as possible, but, like, referencing their date mm-hmm. to things that he would pick up on. And she was, like, but, oh, man, like, yeah, they, I do compared to the other ones. There were Bree and Rachel who were mm-hmm. writing books that, like, you would read, like, a college class. Like, risque yeah. books, but not, like, not the full-on uh, erotic. Like Fifty Shades of Matt. Yeah, not Fifty Shades of Matt, which is what, uh. Uh, Victoria and Katie were writing. Uh-huh. I mean. And, like, the fact that things were bleeped out, I mean, come on. Like, some things you're, like, 
like you can piece together. But then other things I'm like, I don't even know what it was. And I'm still like, I think, I think sometimes they do that to like, obviously I don't think they were always right. I think it was also just for a humorous effect. Like we know as adults, we know that they clearly didn't string that many yeah. dirty words in a row. But it's right, also right. funny to pretend like they strung all those dirty words in a row. Yeah, I thought that same thing, though, especially with Victoria's. I was like, what is she actually saying? But I also do believe that she's probably really dirty. Because even actually I, her reaction. Yeah, <laughs> she was she's like, like, oh, goodness. You're definitely going to stand up. You're definitely going to stand up. Just stand out. Uh, yeah, but there was some pearl clutching for sure. Um, and Matt just... Good old Matt was just like, oh, every girl that he talked to later on, oh, I really, I really did enjoy what you wrote, though. <laughs> like, I was like, Matt, how do you tone it down and be like, oh, I really liked, I really liked the way you expressed yourself. <laughs> did you hear what he said to Rachel specifically, though? Uh, no. What was it? I forgot. What when he there. said that could definitely happen. Mm. Yes. He is. Yes. He is totes into Rachel. He's super into Sorry, Rachel. Uh, Priyanka Chopra. He is definitely into Priyanka Chopra. <laughs> but I mean, like, who isn't into Priyanka? No, no, no. Priyanka Chopra was. Um, no, that's right. That's Mari. Uh, Mari. Mari. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, <laughs> I got her attractive brunettes confused. <laughs> but, but yeah, Rachel I know gives, when he Rachel said that. Rachel gives some more like, vibes. What'd you say? Rachel gives some more vibes. A little bit. Yeah, she does. She's another side of the the same coin, I guess. Another side of Priyanka. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, the conversations were were pretty decent afterwards. He told Rachel, I mean, all they were all good. They were all very similar. Like, hey, mm-hmm. that was really good. I really enjoyed it. And like, I mean, none of the conversations were were excellent. And clearly, they were pushing past them because they had some juiciness to get to. And that was, uh, well, Sarah. Sarah tells the rest of the girls how hard this has been. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she is not there when the date card arrives. The date card for the adorably bubbly Serena P. I really like Serena. She is adorable and I love her. Mm-hmm. Like this was... The first time that we really got to see her personality. And as soon as she started talking, like, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, because this is the first time I really paid attention to Serena. I mean, I always thought she was cute. But seeing her personality shine last night really, like, really made me like her. And during her one-on-one, she just really shined. Like, she's super sweet and warm. Yeah, yeah she was great. Mm-hmm. No, she was definitely great. So it was, it was really enjoyable to get to know her a little bit better but she's sarah's not there when the date cut arrives everyone just assumes that she just can't really handle someone else getting another date because you know why would you be able to handle everyone else someone getting else getting on a date when you sign up and go spend time on a show where your man dates other women but you know so early on it's so early on for sarah I will say that another podcast I listen to always is on the lookout. They're always on the lookout for the person who gets an early one-on-one and just mm-hmm. devolves into chaos because they can't handle they, – the feelings develop too fast and they struggle a lot with not getting the appropriate time afterwards. And they called it. 
They're like, yeah. it's got to be Sarah because Bree seems too chill to be like that. Uh, yeah. And Bree, she's holding her own. Like, she really is. Like, she makes Bree an doesn't appearance. Need to do anything. She's super calm, even with their, their erotic book report. You know, um, she was very, very calm. Very, like, you know, made a reference to their dates. But, like, she doesn't seem insecure. She doesn't seem so out of place you know she did agree with a bit of things that was going over the drama with uh sarah but no brie's got this like at least middle to maybe semi-finals yeah i, yeah, I um, think she, i think she's a shoe-in to go to go far mm-hmm, but yeah. uh so everyone just assumes that sarah's just hiding in her room mm-hmm. which makes sense because this is what she does for an entire day in the future really does but uh, she goes ahead and she sneaks over to the group date. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. honestly, the only way I could have been more irritated with what she did is if she had interrupted Abigail. But I love Katie. Oh, yeah. So she interrupts really the only time Katie's gotten so far. Yeah, yeah. And Katie, and Katie was having a good conversation yeah, with him. Were- it wasn't like it was just like a... It had just started or something like that. Like, it started, but, like, they were clearly, like, in a good flow, a good rhythm. Mm-hmm. And for that to happen, for her to use the classic line of, can I steal him for a second? And then... Kitty, Kitty goes, like, Kitty leaves. She goes, that's, yeah. she's clearly irritated, but she says that's fine. So she leaves, and then she goes and tells the other girl that she was in the other girl's that she was interrupted by uh, Sarah. Mm-hmm. And they are pissed that yes. Sarah's there. Yes. And rightfully so. Because also, um, I, I love the fact that they told Katie to go back and get her time. Yeah. Though They're like, go back and get your time. Go back and steal him back now. Because I, Katie... was, I was scared. Honestly, I was legit scared for Sarah. If anybody mm-hmm. other than Katie had gone back in there. Honestly, though, that is true. That is very true. Because Because Katie was very Katie was very respectful and she's very nice. And she's just super but sweet. But she's tough. She's tough, but she seems super sweet. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think she the way she came back in there like, hey, well, you've gotten a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Like Victoria, if Victoria had gone in there, we would have gotten bleeps and they would have been actual oh, bad words. Oh gosh. I think Katie Katie was very relatable because I feel like Katie handled it the way that I could see myself handling it. Like I would have just been like, if she didn't get up the way that Sarah didn't get up and the way she looks at him and it's just like, Oh, well, we're kind of still talking. Can I bring him to you in five minutes? Which I was also insulted by because like, no, you need to go. You need (laughs) to go. Like your time is done now. And so then she's like, can I bring him to you in five minutes? No, because also what we saw with our friends, Dale and Claire is if you say that you're going to go for five minutes, you're going to be gone for an hour. Yeah. So, no, you're not to be trusted. Um, I love the fact that Katie was like, I'll just be over here then, just waiting. <laughs> you right. know, everything about the way she handled that and, like, like tried to be non-confrontational, but at the same time, it was kind of awkward. But at the same time, she's like, I'm going to try to hold my own, though, make my presence known that your presence is not supposed to be here. Right. Yes. And uh, she... She makes her thoughts known, and then she hangs back. 
and then they talk for a little bit longer, and then she comes back and says, okay, well, it's time to go. And then, like, this was, at, at this moment, that I was watching this, the person I'm most mad at is Matt. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, I was this waiting is, for him this to, is like... This straight-up Peter behavior, and we do not uh-huh. approve of Peter behavior on this podcast. Uh-uh, no PB, no PB. Can't with that. No Peter behavior. Because I thought, I immediately thought of Peter, too. And the fact that he was not standing his ground, he was not saying, hey, okay, well, I do need to get back to my date. But, like, if you know, instead he, he kept repeating himself. Yeah, yeah. He wanted her to say, clearly. But then he kept repeating himself, being like, um, well, just like I said, though, just keep remembering our date. Just keep remembering. And then she's like, well, I don't know where we, you know, where, what did she ask him? Like, I don't know. It was like, she was still hanging on. He's like, mm-hmm. just keep, you know, just keep remembering. Just keep remembering. You can't keep saying that to someone. And also, meanwhile, Katie's awkwardly just like, okay, can I have my time back now? And then she, and then he walks her out. Mm-hmm. And then they kiss outside. Because mm-hmm. Sarah um, asked him to walk her out, which was rude anyway, because that's still asking for more time. I just, I was so, I was really frustrated with Matt in that moment. Mm-hmm. He clearly had really liked Sarah, though. Clearly was, like, putting her ahead of people. Putting her in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I was befuddled. It was Peter slash player behavior, for sure. I was befuddled by everything he did, man. And then Sarah, I don't know what Sarah's doing after that. Because then she goes into the room. She goes into the shark tank to apologize for being in the shark tank. Uh-huh. And then, like, the girls are like, well, I mean, what basically what Sarah said was, yeah, I've already been here. Sorry I was already here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you're not sorry because you didn't ask permission. You just went in there. You already did it, and now you're letting us know that you did it. Right. But I think I do understand a bit of where Sarah's coming from with that because she saw the way Katie reacted. She immediately regretted her, the way that she went about it because she she did what she wanted to do, but she was afraid of the heat she'd get. So then she tried to right the wrong, but it was too late to right the wrong because the wrong had already been committed. So then it came off as not really caring, just kind of covering her own butt. But I understand Sarah's sensitivity to it, though, because she also didn't want to be miserable. But she had already started that a little bit when she, not when she fainted, but when she started crying about Matt being on that second half of the date with other people. And she was upset about it because it was like, well, we're all upset. But she's like, well, but I had that, I had that, um, you know, I had that connection with him on our one-on-one. And just like, you... She is baking herself a martyr, in a sense, but at the same time, as the person besides Brie who's gotten the most time, you're a bad martyr. Mm-hmm. You're not even, you're legitimately not even a martyr, because if anything, you would be considered winning. Like, you're, you're winning the season. Right. So you right. can't go, woe was me when you're winning. Right. That's not how that works. So it was just, yeah, it was confusing. 
don't really know where it started for her, but it was just downward spiral. Oh, for sure. Like there wasn't anything, there wasn't any behavior that she did after that, that was even, that was even good. Like it was mm-hmm. just like from the minute she decided to go to that group date, it was just a continued spiral downwards until she left. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I like I gotta say, like when she went back afterwards, um and she they they go to, you know, next day and everything, but like when when she went back afterwards and she refused to talk to other people, and we'll kind of like wrap up the group date, but like her actions after that, like, I just have to wonder why. I, I don't know. I mean, I know what, like, anxiety looks like. So maybe it triggered her anxiety. Like she was saying, it triggered a lot of things in her, this whole experience. And it clearly set off something in her, though, because there was more than just this insecurity thing with Matt going on. Mm-hmm. And, like, you and I talked about this a little bit before the show, you know, stuff with her dad, you know, accelerating how like you made a good point about um how she wanted to make sure that she was firmly there for a good reason so right maybe it's that um but it was also anxiety insecurity um it really messed with her emotions and i get the fact that someone would need to be alone if they're overwhelmed with things you know um yeah but man it this was is just, a rough ride. This is a rough episode. No, for sure. She just she really she really struggled. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, she she leaves. He finishes his conversation with Katie, and for all intents and purposes, that seems to be the end of the date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like there were girls that like legitimately just didn't get to talk to him. Right. Like that was it. Was basically they were pissed. He gives Rachel the group date rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they present Rachel, or he presents Rachel with the group date. But yeah, they were pissed. Because and I, and I, I don't know how, I guess she did take that much time that he it, really didn't give the question time is, to the unless, unless there's a time limit for how long this group date goes, and there very well might be. I've never... Mm-hmm. That's a question we should probably save for the next person we have on. Yeah, yeah. Whether or not that there's like a set time where this group that needs to end by this time. Mm-hmm. But if not, then Matt needs to make the sacrifice mm-hmm. and say, hey, I allowed her to be here. I will extend this to make sure everyone gets time. Because mm-hmm. it did kind of rub me a clear kind of way when she spent all that time with Dale and then was like, can we just get this moving along with the other guys now? Yeah. You know, that's kind of, it was, for me, it was slightly reminiscent of that. Only we didn't hear him say that. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't like that. uh, And that's kind of the end of the day. Uh, The next day, Katie is talking to, I think it was Mari, Mm -hmm. about what happened. And Katie's like, I mean, there was a potential, if we had not been interrupted, that I could have done enough to earn the rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah. I don't understand. Like, obviously, like you go into you just spend the rest of the week calmer because you have mm-hmm. a rose and you're safe. Mm-hmm. But just like I don't really think that getting the group date rose is that important. Yeah, 
I think they're, I think these girls are really competitive. Because Katie also cried about not getting the group date rose when, um, when Mari won the MVP. Yeah, true. So I feel like Katie is really competitive in that respect. And she really like prizes that as a really prized possession, which it is, but at the same time, it's whatever. There's so many more up for grabs. Yeah. 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 And you don't know, like you could get a one-on-one. So I feel like in that aspect, I'm like, Katie, kind of chill. The second time I've seen you kind of lose your mind about this. Yeah. I, if I'm, if I'm mad, Katie is clearly safe for a long period of time. If I'm mad. I really like Katie. She, like even the next day when like you could tell like there was minimal to no makeup. Mm-hmm. Like she was, she was very naturally pretty. Mm-hmm. She seemed super sweet. the The gag gift, the gag of the uh, the vibrator, the very first episode shows that she has yeah. a great sense of humor. Yeah. So yeah. I think she needs to be more secure in the fact that she is, she's pretty and she's sweet and she's funny, and that's going to carry mm-hmm. you longer than a group date rose will. Yeah, and she's got a good head on her shoulders, mm-hmm. as we saw later on in the episode, which we'll get to, but. I think that Katie, like I said, I think she's just competitive. Yeah. And like along with the rest of the girls. What it is. Yeah. She's competitive, but they have a bit of an edge to their competitiveness, which is she's got a bit of an edge, but like it's not like them. I no, mean for there's sure. some vicious girls in this group. Yeah. But uh Matt, he shows up the next day to pick up Serena for their date. Mm-hmm. And he kind of talks about what happened last night. Clearly mm-hmm. for someone years in particular, because mm-hmm. when he asks if she's there, she says they haven't seen her yet, and he just gets up and walks away. Yeah. And Serena's like, that's not a really great way to start the date, but okay. You know, I get him all day, so it's okay. Uh, she, yeah, she, she not she a great very hard. Matt. She tried very hard to be positive about this. Yes. And that's what made me like her even more. Agreed. But not not agree. I gotta say, it made me like him a little less. No, for sure. Yeah. If you, if you need, if you're gonna do this, and you need to be treating everything fairly, at least at this point, like mm-hmm. when you get to like hometowns, you can start mm-hmm. treating relationships differently because yeah. But this is week. This is episode three. Mm-hmm. And also, he's the lead. He's there to stay. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't have to go chasing after someone. If he wants them to stay, they stay. Right. So, yeah. And so, so he goes clearly. upstairs, and uh, they talk for a while. He basically convinces her that everything's okay, and he says, if I have to come by every day and let you know I'm thinking about you, I will. Which I'm just like, Matt, you might as well just end right. the season if that's what you're going to do. Right. And that's, what, like, the fact that, like, when she's laying in bed and she just, like, pulls him into bed with her, and he's like, ooh, he, like, let's just single or whatever. I don't know. Like, I was kind of frustrated with that, too, because I was like, girl, come on. Did you just want him to, like, come up there? Is that what you thought? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't uh, like it. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it either. But, uh, and then he, again, she, like, walks him out to the door, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but he eventually leaves. Uh, he comes back, and... uh Victoria, always in defense of her ladies, says that was a long five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then makes the, the comment after that, making make sure that this is the rest of the days about Serena. Yeah. Which, Which I, think this is, I think this is why 
they're coming around on her. Mm-hmm. Because if you're good with her, she'll defend you. You're good. Yeah. yeah. That's but, um, man, that's true. Ugh, what if Victoria turns things around and people actually do like her? It would have to be it would be, have to be a heck of a turn. Oh gosh, though. Because that's a good point that you make though. If you're good with her, she's loyal. She'll defend you. But it doesn't mean if, if you're not. But the the other part's a horrible quality. That's true. That is very true. Because at any given moment, if you wrong that person, they will cut you. And she just viciously targets you. Yeah. Which is, whew, I don't like this, though. It's still, she makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> she reminds me of girls I've known. I think that's what it is. She reminds me of girls that I've known. I think all of us have known girls like that. Um, at least all, all girls have known another girl like this. I've probably known girls that are like that. I just didn't know they were like that. You just didn't know. Yeah, yeah. probably. Which we've talked about this. Like, Queen Victoria is, she's revealing a lot about girl world. Like, I gave you the whole girl world mm-hmm. speech last week. Yeah, it's just that, yeah. She's just, she's a lot about, she's a lot of, a lot of aspects of girl world, unfortunately. <sighs> Complicated. She's what makes it rough. Complicated, that world. Uh, uh-huh. Serena and Matt leave and they're going to go horseback riding and then they ride over to a picnic where she teaches him how to make a charcuterie board yes and Lauren Zima <laughs> posted on Instagram about them she was proud of them making a charcuterie board but then eating off of fuzzy napkins <laughs> she was distraught <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, but yes, I thought that I love a good charcuterie board. I freaking love it. I'm here for it anytime people want to make a board. I saw saw a charcuterie board related TikTok Mm -hmm. last week. And this guy was this guy was playing video games and he was eating a lunchable. And his wife said, All you're eating, all you're doing is eating (laughs) A child's all you're eating is doing all you're doing is eating a child's charcuterie board. That's true. And she said, <laughs> and then she, he looked at her and said, "Well, all you do is have adult lunchables." It's so, so a charcuterie true, board is just an adult lunchable. And I've a lunchable seen so is many a child's charcuterie like board. Yeah, and I did freaking love lunchables when I was a child, so it makes sense that I grew up to love a good. Charcuterie I didn't like board. those lunchables. I love, I love the chi- the chicken nuggies, the chicken nuggets, and the make your own pizza. Uh, no, 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 masterpieces. No, no. Chef's I was kiss. always all about those crackers, those cheeses, and those meats. No, no. <laughs> and they always gave you a good drink no, with it. Yes. No, I don't really have any interest into your block of cheese and your wet ham. Thank you. I loved it as you a child. Keep, you can I keep your, your nasty wet lunchable ham to yourself. It's so true, though. That ham was always kind of like, it was weirdly like you the could have like, The puddle yeah, that was I was going to say, you could have shook it and like. <laughs> no, I was not a fan. I was, I was not there for that. <laughs> but yeah, the charcuterie board is Lunchable for sure. But really she agree. has to I teach her. She has to teach him about the charcuterie board. And he's listening. She goes, where's your pen and paper? You should be taking notes. <laughs> She's so funny. She's so sweet. Yes. She, and I love that she was not. Afraid of riding that horse. She was, she was, she was into it. Mm-hmm. 
And then I feel they, like she's very much her own person. Like she's just like, okay, like if you're with me, you're with me. If you're not, still gonna have fun. Yeah. Uh, they talk about their time, and uh, he she shares that her dad wasn't super supportive of her coming on the show, and that it was more about like he basically it sounds like she he doesn't think that that's how you meet a man mm-hmm. is on TV, and that's basically what it comes mm-hmm. down to, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. I could see my dad saying the same thing. <laughs> if I was on the show, he'd probably be like, or Maria, uh, do you have to do that? <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, it was, she definitely didn't seem to like, they both seem to feel that however you meet someone and whatever time you meet someone is great. Who cares about like what what they call societal norms in terms of the timeline of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I liked their whole conversation. I that thought was it was really, really good. great. No, they, they seem to really have a good, a good talk. And her being one of the youngest in the house, she's 22, right? Her, but, she's one of the youngest in the house, but she's super mature. Mm-hmm. No, so I really sure. did appreciate that. And, uh, he, he talks about how he shares that his mom was excited for, for him to come because she doesn't have someone mm-hmm. to grow old with, and he want, she wants that so badly for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she doesn't have somebody that she doesn't have a romantic partner, and she wants him to have that so that, she, that he has a partner. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why that's so important to him. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think that's... That's interesting. Um, his mom seems very supportive. The few glimpses that we've got of his mom, I seem to really, I feel like I really like his mom. Yeah, yeah. It'll be cool to see her back and see her personality. Yeah. I, I hope she comes, I mean, I, th- I guess she would be there. Mm-hmm. I think she would be. Like, what are you talking about? For the hometowns? Or no, but just like in general, because like, she was there for that first scene, so that she quarantined mm-hmm. just for that. Probably not. Hmm. Maybe she's there. Yeah, this is what I was thinking. Maybe, maybe she's just there. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they get to have a nice kiss, and then it's interrupted by a donkey. Which was also hilarious. That donkey was so cute. I like it, those donkeys. Those, those donkeys wouldn't be part of anything they were a part of. And every time they try to take a picture, I thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah. <laughs> And he signed a chance to take a picture. That donkey was like, hey, me too. And Serena never got a good picture. <laughs> no. Uh, and we learned that Matt had a turtle as a pet. Oh, my gosh, yes. But she thought he, that was weird. But I don't know. I mean, I knew kids with turtles. Yeah. And then we cut back to the house, and uh, Sarah is still hiding in her room and drowning in her anxiety. And that's what, I, that's what my note says. She's hiding in her yeah. room and drowning in anxiety. That, okay, and this is what I mean by, like, the, like, there's more to this. Because then, like, it's no longer just about how weird she feels about them. Like, what I was seeing, and I don't know, like, this is just my assumption and what it looked like. But that's what it looks like when someone has severe anxiety, Mm -hmm. you know, or like maybe like depression too, you know? Um, 
but that's, and I don't know if that's what she struggles with. So I don't want to like say that necessarily. Um, but that is what it looks like to have anxiety. And so if you have anxiety issues, bachelor nation is not the place for you. Right. Right. Because you have a lot of time to sit. You have a lot of time to sit and stew. Yeah. Unless you have, you know, like, unless you have good coping mechanisms, you know, where you have like, you know, some people need like medication for it. Um, And so I'm sure there's been plenty of contestants on there that have had anxiety, but if it is, um, yeah, if you're not aware of it or you're not, you don't have it in check necessarily, I guess, then that could be a really hard. Basically, if you don't, if you have it and it's not under control in normal circumstances in normal life, yeah. And you don't have the medication or the coping mechanisms to deal with it, then it is not a favorable place for you necessarily. And that's what, that's what made it hard, I think, to watch is because, like, I was looking at that and I was thinking, like, okay, you know, like, certain circumstances can trigger anxiety for sure, severe anxiety, um, and you just, like, repeat things over and over, you know. And so I was like, is that what she's dealing with? Is that what she's, and these girls are just, like, really harping on her? Like, or maybe she, you know, is dealing with that and she just needs time away. Because, yeah, you, you don't, I, I just feel like they could have gone to check on her. And maybe they did and they didn't show it. But, you know, I just felt like instead of talking behind her back, you really could just go check on her. You know, you really could. Maybe she might tell you a little bit more. Maybe she might not. I know that she already did the wrong thing. Um, but she had apologized in a terrible way. But, you know, um, and then was confronted by Victoria and Katie outside. Um, but, yeah, I just I just feel like there could have been a bit more grace in it. What do yeah. you think? I Yes, but also, like, they don't, I don't think they really, how do I put this? I think that they just thought she was better than them. Right. She was but more you important. don't know until you talk to somebody. But also, if you think someone's better than you, if you think that someone thinks that you're better, that they're better than you, then why would you reach out? Because the girls who... The girls who were on the date didn't see how emotional she was that that night. And the other girls who were on the date were blinded by so much frustration that they didn't see how upset she was. Yeah. Because when Katie and Victoria were talking to her outside, you could tell that she, I mean, she was already crying when she Mm -hmm. was talking to Katie. Yeah. And Katie stood her ground and she told her exactly what she needed to tell her. You know, it was just like, you need to get it right. You know, figure it out, you know, but figure it out on your own time, not on our daytime. Mm-hmm. But you could tell, like, Sarah was already crying again. So clearly she felt bad. And it was like, it was just, I didn't take it as like her trying to manipulate somebody with her emotions. I felt like it was somebody who was just like, didn't know how to handle what she was feeling, wanted to tell him because she knew what she's feeling for her, for him and for herself. But then also just feeling bad because now she made a mistake and an error with them. And that's a lot of weight to carry. Um, yeah. 
And like I said, again, like if you, if you deal with anxiety. So I think there was just a lot of heavy stuff going on mm-hmm. that kept her in bed. Even to cry alone in a room for, and you know, later on we see Katie go to see her. But, you know, I don't know. I just, it would just make me uncomfortable because it just felt like a lot of seeing her deal with this, but then also them downstairs trashing her repeatedly talking and it was already a toxic environment when one person is saying something the other person is like ha ha yeah 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 you know and you're already you're just sitting there feeding off of each other's mean thoughts mm-hmm. it just i couldn't i could not i had trouble watching it last night i'm just gonna be honest like, no, it was i rough. really it was definitely rough. i really had trouble watching those girls last night yeah but uh yeah so she's sitting in her room it's clearly struggling and we go ahead and come back to the date Serena and Matt show up for the dinner portion of their date. And uh, she shares with Matt that she's only had one serious relationship and that the breakup was really hard. She thought she was he was going to be the one for her. And he she asked him, like, what is your relationship history? Like, obviously, jokingly and jokingly said, obviously, you have 32 girlfriends right now. Mm-hmm. But, like, how many did you have before that? And he says that he had had some, but, like, he shares that he never really thinks he's been in love before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, at his age, it's not that big of a deal. Like, yeah. some, I heard some people be like, he's never been in love before. Just like, he's he's in his mid, he's in his late 20s. Yeah. Like, that's not, who cares? I'm, like, the only time I would think is weird if somebody was, like, if they were, like, maybe 50. Yeah. I don't know. Like I give, I would say I would be open enough to give it to fifty. And if you're not, if you're fifty and you've never been in love, then I'd be like, ooh, okay. Like not even like a little, yeah. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> like, like, you know. Um, but yeah, I like. I think yeah, at his age, like, come on, that's fine. Right. Don't rush it. Like, and plus, he just realized he just hasn't been in love. So whatever. I think it was Rachel Lindsay season that she had she had issue with guys not being in love because she didn't think that they were mature enough for relationships. And I remember thinking, I was like, why are we holding that against someone if they yeah. haven't had a serious, like, love? You know, like, that's not something, that, like, maybe they're just not frivolous with their love. <laughs> right. But uh, he he says that he's careful about how he dates and who he dates. After learning what he learned from his parents' relationship in terms of making sure that everyone's on the same page, that they're, 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 they're actually together together. So, I mean, that makes sense. Like, he's cautious. He saw, like, he saw a couple mm-hmm. that had a kid that wasn't ready, and they were broken up before he really was born. Mm-hmm. So, like, that yeah. makes sense that he would be extra cautious. Yeah, yeah. But she says that she can see herself falling in love with him, potentially falling in love with him. And he says that he feels the same way, and he gives her the rose. And then they go make out and drink uh, champagne in a hot tub. It's nice that they see potential in each other. Yes. And I I can see the potential with them. Yeah, for sure. And she's, he's, we like Matt, obviously. Serena seems super great. So I would be be happy for them. And then uh, we cut back to the house. Rachel shows up with a date card, and then just Sarah just kind of shows up, like uh, yeah, like she hasn't wrecked everything last night and hid in her room all day. That was so awkward, though, for her to just 
show up once the date card is there to just be like, oh, excuse me. <laughs> yeah. It was like, uh. And then. You just hear the knock and be like, I'm just going to shoot you downstairs. <laughs> MJ oh, wastes no time. Oh, no. And she dove straight into Sarah, who. Like, Rachel had to sit down with that date card. Like, it was like, it's not getting red right now. No. <laughs> Uh, who starts apologizing for not coming down. And she tries to say that she meant no disrespect by what she did last night. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to recap the whole fight. Because mm-hmm. basically, she is sorry that she hurt people, but she's not sorry for what she did. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you should be sorry for what you did because you've gotten so much more time than everyone else has comparatively there's only two, three girls who have gotten a, a full day one-on-one and you're one of them mm-hmm. and all the other girls if think about it if there was a girl who was sent like if there's a girl on the losing team of the first group date and weren't on this week's group date they have gotten like top tops half hour an hour total mm-hmm. time with matt between cocktail parties and the first night yeah. They may, yeah. maybe have 30 minutes. Right. And she had an entire Very day true. with him. Had an entire day. An entire day. And it was a successful day. It was yeah. a good day. It was a good day. And I think that that's, that's the issue that these girls are having. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. For sure. Um, yeah, no. that like I, I see their, their anger makes sense. Because uh-huh. I would not pretend to be happy about it. No, neither if I was I. there. No, sure. neither would I. And they basically are just refusing to accept her apology. Victoria says, I wouldn't accept your apology. I'm not going to speak for the group, but I wouldn't accept your apology if you did it 20 times in a row. Mm-hmm. And Kit said that, I hope your connection is good because the rest of your time in this house is going to be terrible. Ooh, that was That was rough. Like when she said that, and then when Victoria was Speaking over her, not letting her talk, not letting her... Like, that's when I started to feel really uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes. Because um, then Kid said later on, like, once Sarah left, when she was like, I don't want... Like, avoid me at all costs. I don't I don't want to be near you. I don't want to talk to you. Like, that's it, you know? Um, she wasn't saying that to her. She was saying that to the girls, you know? But mm-hmm. that, it, that was... That's what made it hard. Because it was like, okay, she's already... She is apologizing again. Yes, she's messed up, but she is apologizing. But, like, to completely, like, for Victoria to completely shut her down, talk over her, and then be like, nah, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Nope, we don't want to hear it. And then to be like, who's she even talking to? You know, as if she's not there. Right. Like, that's hard. And like I said, I've encountered girls like that, and it makes it rough. And it does make you want to just be like, listen, I'm done, and I kind of want to cry. You know, it's... It's rough. So it all just reminded me of middle school. It really did. Yeah, I mean, that are some there are some of the downfalls of having a younger group of girls. I told you. And I'm not, I didn't disagree with you. I knew it was going <laughs> to happen. I just didn't think it was going to be like this so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it clearly was. This, but, this is middle school. And these girls aren't too far off from middle school. No. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but she just kind of leaves and just like well there's nothing else i can do 
And see, that's what I mean. Like if like for that, that sends somebody into an anxiety spiral then. Yeah. So, I don't know. But uh, we kind of cut to the next day. I guess we just don't read the day card. I don't even remember the day card being read. I don't think it was. Because I just remember Rachel just being like, oh, okay, she's here. Why? I also was thinking, why is she wearing her coat? Because <laughs> I was like, is she, trying to, is she trying to go back out and like interrupt Serena's date now when she was wearing her coat when she came downstairs? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I don't know, man. But uh, we cut to the next morning. Uh, Katie goes up to talk to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sarah says she's going to go home. That this is this is just too much, and she can't do it anymore. And Katie said, asked if it was because of what happened last night with the girls, and she says partially, but also partially. She kind of she does a little bit, talks a little bit about her dad, in the sense that her dad has a terminal illness, and it's mm-hmm. not a matter of days or and it's not a matter of years or months, but a matter of weeks possibly. Oh, gosh, yeah. And uh, Katie shares that her dad died in 2012. And she also, she missed the opportunity to say goodbye to her dad. And she wouldn't want that for anybody. Mm-hmm. So she definitely understands now more Sarah's behavior and also Sarah's willingness to leave. Mm-hmm. See, that's the kind of empathy that I feel like somebody else could have showed her. I think Katie was the only one who could have at that point. Like, and she did admit, she was like, I don't like what happened last night. Like, last night was hard. I did not like seeing that. And yeah. so, I, like, I really appreciate Katie. No, Katie's, definitely Katie's great. Uh, but she, she goes ahead and packs up all her stuff. And she goes to talk to Matt. And she tells Matt that this is not really for her. And she mm-hmm. says that she really felt attacked by the girls last night. Mm-hmm. And then that and the uh, the stress of being away from her dad is just too much for her. And she she's done. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that she told Katie what was going on with her dad, though. Because Katie had said to them, you know, um, they need to have class and they don't know each other's stories. Yeah. Nobody knows what people are going through. Yeah. And so that, I was like, oh, my gosh. I super love that. I love her empathy. I'm so glad that somebody was kind enough with time. Yes. At least to hear and to ask. And to be willing to give that person to say, like, hey, I need you to explore this thing with Matt so that I'm not, like, a backup if he chooses me. Yes. And so she's just very mature. Yeah. And that was uh, the... He basically begs her to stay. Mm-hmm. She says she spent some time praying and thinking about it, and she's really feeling a call to go back home. Yeah. So he walks her out. She gets in the car. Uh, she cries all the way out. He's clearly upset that she's leaving. And that's how our, that's how it begins. That's a wrap. Do you think that Sarah will be back? I don't think so, because I don't think... That enough will change. Yeah. Because the only reason she would be willing to come back is if her dad passes. And I don't think that her dad would pass in enough time for her to feel mentally okay going back. Yeah, that's true. But I do think 
that if enough time passes, if her dad passes, and enough time occurs between now and paradise, mm-hmm. I she can am, be ready. She, she will not only will she be ready, but she will be a clear favorite. Mm-hmm. She will go into being. She will go into paradise being a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. She say, I mean, she seems really nice. And I think under different circumstances, she would be a real catch. Yeah, yeah. I think if she's it not just, dealing with the stress of her dad's possible passing, uh-huh. I think she would be a real catch. Yeah, and like she said beforehand too, is like Matt deserves the best, and she's not bringing her best. Mm-hmm. This is not Sarah at her best. Yeah, and that takes maturity in and of itself to realize that mm-hmm. you are not giving someone your best. You're not presenting your best for them. And to take yourself out of the running. So that's what I really did appreciate it. I appreciated her last week, but like this was just chaos. And I just it yeah, it was it was too much for me to watch. I like texted my bachelor watching mom and I told her, I was like, I don't even know how I feel about this season, like halfway through this episode, because it was hard to watch. Like it was just ugh, I did it was exhausting to me. I think I, I felt really heavy about this. I think with Sarah gone. I think we'll get a reprieve for part of next week until these other ladies arrive. And then mm-hmm. we will have to see what happens after that. I did not see I Heather also, in the previews this week. Which I was surprised I did not see her in the previews this week. Who? who, who? Heather. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, that's true. That's true. Um, I also do not... Don't at me because I don't remember her name. But I don't like the blonde who was talking about the girl having the transactional relationships. Yeah. Who's the blonde? Who's the blonde? She's just, she just seems mad at everything all the time with a slight smile on her face. Every time she's mad. Mm -hmm. I don't remember her name. It's not MJ. MJ is very intense, by the way. She's like surprisingly intense. Like, I don't think that was, I don't think the girl that you're talking about is there now. She looks like Anna, but Anna wouldn't, I don't think Anna would act like that. I think that's one of the new girls. No, no, no. The girl I'm talking, yeah, there's a transaction. The girl who's talking, she's there because she was mad at Sarah. No, I think you're confusing her and Anna. Well, I don't even know who Anna is. Anna was <laughs> Anna, Anna. was the one in the first episode who is trying to uh, convey her her love for Matt in her eyes. I don't, like I said, I don't even remember these people's names. I think she's you're blonde, con- though. She looks like she's smiling. Like I said, it's not MJ. It's I know, not but MJ. I think MJ's... you're confusing a new girl with a girl that's already there. No, no. Yeah, I think you are. This, girl, this girl's already, no. No, this I don't think already you, I, there. No, She's already been there. I disagree. I, I think, know. How can I be confused with somebody who is not here yet? <laughs> I think, no, but I think she looks a lot like her. What? <laughs> I, th- I think the girl that you're talking about is not the girl that's currently on the season. No, the girl that I... I'm just saying I don't like her. Oh, I thought you were saying I thought you were saying that she was already on the season. She's like I don't think Matt, she is. Wait, yeah, no. There's a girl who's already she's already there. She's there the entire episode. <laughs> she <laughs> wasn't. Like, no, these are different. <laughs> these are different attractive blondes, Ernie. I'm like you're not listening. She's she's been there since the beginning. I don't think it's I just her. Don't like her. I, I don't think don't it's like her. her. I'm just trying to tell you I don't like her. I just <laughs> okay. don't know her name. I'm going to find her. I'm going to post it. I'm going to be like, this is who I don't like, guys. This is not, these statements are not affiliated with the, like, uh, the thoughts or feelings of the entire podcast. This is, these are mine. 
These are mine. Okay. My thoughts. All right. So I'll, I'll tell you all who I'm talking about. I'll find her. Do you have a top four? Oh, gosh, not yet. I guess I would say Abigail, Bree. I would have said Sarah. I, I don't know yet. Rachel. No, I, I don't know. I'm not there yet. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next week, though. If you don't have a top, no, okay, I'll give you next week off because there's new people. Right. But right. eventually you have to have a top four. I, I, I can't let you keep skating. Okay, by like week five. By week five, I think. Okay, two we weeks? Solidify top four. You have two weeks? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All and right. then we then we locked it, lock in our top lock four. Lock in. All right. Yeah. I think we started doing a thing where we post a video of Twitter on Twitter and on Instagram each week of our top of our top four. Of our top four. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be fun. Okay. Then that way there's like record of our top four. We so can't the next, it. So that the next week when we say, what was our top four last week? There's there's social media proof <laughs> of what our top four was. There's record. No, like everybody would be like, that's not who you said. So when somebody wins, I can't be like, oh, I told you guys. <laughs> there are, our top four are liable to change each week. It's true. It's true. We did pretty well with the top choices last season. We did really well. I'm a, I'm a fan of those. I was shocked at how immediately I was like, oh, yeah, Ben, Ivan, Zach, and then... Brendan. But did we see Brendan being a top four? We saw Brendan being a top four after his first date. Yes. But I think once they met Tasha, I remember immediately getting like a Ben vibe and an Ivan vibe. And then when she talked to Zach on their first... I think I saw Zach liking her. I think I, I could imagine Zach liking her. But then when they first talked, I was like, oh, yeah, there's definitely a connection. Yes. And I remember being like really Ben and Ivan and a little bit of Zach. Yeah. All right, everybody. This was another great week. You can follow us on Twitter at Right Reasons Pod. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcasting for the Right Reasons. Next week, there are more ladies arriving. We will break down mm-hmm. their entrances and also how. Their arrival shakes up our Ugh. favorites. I can't. Do we even have favorites? Though I don't even know these people yet. <laughs> it's too soon. Okay, our, so the, many, people, the people we like 80, the most, not necessarily our favorites of the show, but the people we like the most. There's like, like how, eighty how girls. Does it affect, I, how does it affect too, Abigail's and Katie's and whatnot? They're standing, yeah. And also, guys, go to our Instagram page, vote in our poll. Let us know, did you see this breakup of Dale and Claire coming? Did you see it coming? Were you like, oh my gosh, they were soulmates? Or did you really just think, man? What, what, like, they, what are the options? Um, let me check. My phone is surprisingly still alive. Um, hang on a sec. Instagram's going to load up and tell you. Okay, so the question is, are y'all surprised by Claire and Dale's breakup? Um, the option option A is um, yes, because they're soulmates. Option B is nope, saw it coming. So far, 100% saw it coming. Um, also, I know I voted in this poll. I don't know who else has it. <laughs> uh, if next week I come back here and it's not 100% saw it coming, then you weren't mm-hmm. li- listening closely enough to this podcast. Oh, you know what? Actually, guys, five people have voted so far. It was just posted about an hour ago, so... Um, but yeah, five people have voted so far. Like I said, 100% saw it coming. Well, I'm proud yeah. of you guys for paying attention. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, anything else? No, I believe that is it. All right. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.